Hey everyone, in this episode, we're going to be talking about seizure disorders and the care that you have to take in the dental office in order to successfully and safely treat your patients who present with a seizure disorder. It's really important for the dental hygienist to be well-prepared and equipped to treat these patients and understand where your patient is coming from in the process of care with treating their own diseases. So if that's something that interests you, you've got a lot of medically compromised patients and a lot of different types of medical conditions that you have to understand really well as a hygienist. And if that's something that you need help on and support, then this episode is for you. Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome. So glad to have you. In this episode, we're going to have a conversation about treating a medically compromised patient who has a seizure disorder. And you are going to experience this. Uh, It's actually quite common to have patients come into your office. And when you take the medical history, you find out that they suffer from a seizure disorder. And there's some different things that you want to consider when you're treating those patients to help you avoid a medical emergency or a situation. They also require additional support from you, and a lot of understanding is required in order for you to adequately provide the necessary support to those patients. So that's what I'd like to cover today. So I'm just going to talk broadly about the different types of seizures. So there's generalized, localized, and unknown. So those are your three types, and they can be caused by genetic or a metabolic or structural problem, or even an unknown problem. And that is what's really challenging, or I would call scary about seizures. So the generalized is that one that we all think of when we think of seizures. That's the grand mal. It impacts the entire brain. That's our tonic, clonic. It typically lasts one to three minutes. It involves the entire body. Everything is in disarray. Then you have your localized, which involves only a part of the brain. And that type of seizure disorder can be very simple or complex. And then we have the one that's unknown, and that includes epileptic spasms. Now, seizures alone do not typically impact the oral cavity. So let's talk about what does impact the oral cavity, and that are the drugs that are prescribed in order to treat these seizure disorders. And the medications involved, they have a lot of side effects that impact the gingiva. There are some oral accidents that happen during a seizure when somebody's having a seizure. And then we all know the impact of xerostomia and the effects that it has on the oral cavity. And most of the medications that are prescribed to treat patients with seizures experience dry mouth, experience that xerostomia. So we know that that carries risk goes way up for our patients when they are taking these medications to help treat their seizure disorder. I recently had a patient uh, who came into the dental office, sat down in the chair, and she told me that she was just diagnosed with a seizure disorder, and it was from an unknown origin, and that stress really was her trigger. So it's important to know your patient's triggers. 
And so I literally just started the conversation with tell me more about that, right? So it's important for you to know what questions, how to further question findings when a patient reveals something to you so that you can really gain a solid understanding about what might be going on for that patient so that you know what your next step is. That patient proceeded to tell me that she didn't really know what her triggers were, but that she had just recently had her first seizure and she had been experiencing multiple ones, but she would guess that stress caused her seizures. Uh, She was not able to drive because they weren't controlled. She was being tested and they had just put her on some medication. And I asked her how she feels about coming into the dental office. And she said it was an extremely stressful environment for her. And she had a lot of dental anxiety. So I just connect those dots right away and recognize that this is a patient that we need a med consult for to determine if it's okay to move forward with treatment for that patient. I did not want her to experience an event in the dental chair due to stress. Do not underestimate the power of stress and what it does to the body especially with somebody who is unstable in a diagnosis that they're currently being evaluated for. So that brings up another really important piece about the seizure patient. How do we manage these patients? You want to be well prepared to manage these patients by having a comprehensive understanding of their medical history. Ask lots of questions. And depending on the patient, how long they've been a seizure patient or what type of seizure they've been diagnosed with having, whatever disorder they've been diagnosed with, they'll be able to provide you with the information. You also want to be able to reduce their stress in the dental operatory as best you can by using some stress reduction protocols because we know that stress can be a trigger and what that does to the nervous system. Think about the drugs that the patient's taking, and you want to minimize those drug interactions with any drugs that might be being used in the dental setting. And as a dental hygienist, we want to support our patient's home care efforts. They are going to experience a lot of challenges with what they have to do at home with their home care efforts. Remember, the fibroblasts and the osteoblasts deposit additional extracellular matrix which can cause overgrowth of that gingiva. And that gingival hyperplasia happens about 25 to 50% of the time with patients who are taking Dilantin or other Caesar medications. This is where we get that specific uh, clinical diagnosis of Dilantin hyperplasia because it's often linked to patients taking Dilantin. So gingival hyperplasia is an enlargement of the gingiva And it happens as a result of taking these medications that treat seizure disorders. So this is something that is going to require a lot of supportive efforts by you as the dental hygienist to really help your patient on their process of care at home, really emphasizing their oral hygiene, especially if they have both gingival hyperplasia and xerostomia uh, situation. And remember, like I said, obtain a med consult. If that seizure is uncontrolled, do not feel like you have to provide services to that patient that day if it's not safe to treat that patient. And doing a risk assessment on your patient reveals that you need a med consult and you need more information about the needs of that specific patient. So some of the drugs prescribed for seizure disorders, so Tegretol, and that blocks the sodium channels, which blocks the nerve impulses. 
And patients taking that medication, they can experience glossitis, xerostomia, and stomatitis. So you want to question the patient on their home care habits and evaluate them for possible areas of infection. They may have a lot of challenges keeping their teeth and tissues healthy. Depakote is another prescribed medication for seizure disorders that increases the level of GABA, which exerts anticonvulsants as a result. And the patient can have really challenges with their home care routines. These patients could have an increase in their bleeding response, and they can also experience xerostomia. So you want to evaluate that patient's home care routines and provide some supportive guidance for them as needed. And then, as I mentioned, Dilantin. Dilantin prevents the spread of the seizure discharge, but the patients can experience xerostomia and gingival hyperplasia as a result. There's a very narrow therapeutic index as well with Dilantin. These are the big challenges with your patients who have seizure disorders. The other thing, it's an emotional roller coaster for some patients when they are diagnosed with a seizure disorder, especially of unknown origin. And there's some lifestyle adjustments that take place. My own sister was diagnosed with unknown seizure disorder, and she couldn't drive her car for two years. And that was a lifestyle change for her. So one of the things that I noticed for her, just as an example, was that she experienced some depression. She felt defeated. She felt like she was no longer in control of her life and her circumstances and situations. And keep in mind, that can also cause a change in how that patient takes care of their oral hygiene. There were a lot of bumpy uh, times for my sister when she was finding out what was caused the cause of her seizures. So I just want to share that to let you know that sometimes when you are working with your patients who have been diagnosed with a seizure disorder, they might have some comorbidity issues. They might be also experiencing some depression as well, coping with that diagnosis. So you don't want to overlook that side of the equation. When you are questioning your patient, there might be some emotion involved, especially if it's early on in their diagnosis of having a seizure disorder. Always proceed with caution, knowing that when you don't know and your patient isn't quite sure that you need a med consult. I would say the dental hygienist is best suited to support the needs of the seizure disorder patient. They really need a lot of supportive efforts in their at-home routines, and they'll need you to provide them with some preventive strategies to really help them be successful in managing their dental needs while they are being treated for their seizure disorder especially early on. Knowledge is really powerful for our seizure disorder patients, and it's helpful for them to see that there are some things that they can manage and have control over when you guide them through that process of care and provide them with good instruction on how to manage each one of the challenges that they have. Managing patients with any kind of chronic disease or something very serious like a seizure disorder can be really scary at first when you're a dental hygiene student or even upon graduation. Maybe you don't experience having a patient with a seizure disorder while you're enrolled in school, but even if you do experience that while you're enrolled in school, 
you still have the support of the faculty and the guidance from the faculty and your classmates to kind of help you. And you have the time to look things up in your book, which I would highly suggest you do. But when you get out into the field, you're going to do the very same thing. If you have a patient that presents with a seizure disorder, take a moment to look things up. Okay, how do I best manage the patient's needs? What are the challenges that this specific patient has and how can I help them manage it the best way possible? That is your obligation under your license is to provide the standard of care to your patient, to meet patients right where they're at and to support all of the needs that they have. And some of our patients need a lot of help from us and a lot of supportive guidance. Some of our seizure patients might experience dental anxiety for the first time because they might be feeling a little bit of out of sorts if this is a new diagnosis. You are well equipped to manage and care for these patients. The best thing I can tell you to do is just to be prepared. If you know that you're having a patient that has a seizure disorder, look things up and provide yourself with the opportunity to be as prepared as you possibly can for when that patient is in your dental chair, in your operatory. Look up the medications that that patient is taking so that you're well aware of some of the side effects that impact their oral health so that you can provide them with the guidance that they need in order to meet those challenges right where they need to be met. You can do this. I would invite you to send me any questions that you need answered. Questions come up when you listen to this podcast. I have a link in the show notes and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Also, I would appreciate a review if you have time to leave one. Thank you so much.